This podcast is sponsored by tenofos.com. Tenofos.com handpick the best Christian books that point to Jesus and sell them at discounted prices. Each episode, we love to recommend some books that we've been enjoying recently. And this episode, I'd love to tell you about Jen Oshman's book, Cultural Counterfeits. She does a fantastic job of biblically exposing what idols are before then applying that word to our culture and our society and particularly thinking through the false promises that us as women in this society are pursuing. Grab a copy at tenofos.com. Welcome to season five of Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. My name is Sarah and I live in the UK. This is my sister Felicity and she lives in the States. And today we're going to be jumping into Psalm 119 to have a think about how we even start reading the longest psalm in the Bible. But Felicity, before we even get there, tell our listeners who we are, what we're doing, something like that. (laughs) Thanks, Sarah. Hi, everyone. Great to be back. So excited for this season. And I know we say that every season, but this is good, isn't it? Psalm 119. Who are we? Well, we are sisters who live in different continents. So Sarah being in the UK, I'm in the US and we- In different continents or on different continents. That's a good point. As I said it, I thought, yes, I'm not sure I've got it right. In different countries, on different continents. Yes. Thank you. Grammatical corrections. (laughs) Thankfully, the podcast is not about grammar. It is actually us sitting down as two sisters over a cup of tea and getting the Bible open. And we love to do that in our everyday life. And we're talking everyday life in a very real sense because I can hear the footsteps of my children upstairs and your children are supposedly in bed (laughs) um yes I've trusted them to turn their own lights out so yes big (laughs) (laughs) put the headphones on and all is well (laughs) so we love we love getting into the bible we love doing it together and we love to encourage others to do that as well and we do love a good cup of on my part Yorkshire grey. Yorkshire tea mixed with Earl Grey tea. That's my chosen cup. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, I think we like to, you know, I think we like to explore into different tea varieties, don't we? I think, um, and not forgetting the all-important biscuit, the English variety of biscuits. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I love having a cup of tea with you and I love opening the Bible as we do that. The aim is that, yeah, this isn't a long chat is just a short let's get the bible open see what it says and pray it into our lives and into our hearts um, and that's that's the aim of what we're doing isn't it really um yeah. but psalm 119 why why have we chosen that <laughs> and when i was <laughs> when we were thinking about whether we were really going to jump into psalm 119 i did ask a few people you know what their experience of it has been and most people said well not much <laughs> like it's not one that's taught that regularly in churches is it and and as we've been digging into it we have realized it is hard but why did we decide to go for it because the psalms as a whole are words that god has given to us in order to pray back to him it's like it's like the heart that the voice the voice of a believer who is eagerly seeking the lord and i think in psalm 119 we get that in length but also in depth and it's been rich, hasn't it, to be um, beginning to get going on this? It's been rich, but I think it's fair to say, yeah, of course, you know, the first associations of thinking it's long, repetitive and boring and, you know, it's all there, isn't it, as well? Like it is long. It's the same It's the same length as the Book of Ruth or the Book of James or even the Book of Philippians. Right? So we're kind of 
doing a whole book in that sense, but it is actually just one song, yes. um, which is amazing in itself. And that's, I think that's what kind of intrigued us in it. Like there's, there's this massive song in the Bible and we don't know it and we want to. I um, know, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it's intrigued us, isn't it? And it's intrigued us that there hasn't been that much kind of on it. Um, so we might be totally crazy doing this. <laughs> and I think it's one that I'm sure uh, many of our listeners will have little nuggets that they know from it. You know, there are mm. verses that, you know, there are verses that be made into songs, into hymns, and which are repeated. Your word is a lamp to my path, a light to my feet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, could... What is it? Your word is a, a light to my path, a lamp to my feet. Oh, mm. whatever that oh. verse is. <laughs> obviously so, not as well known in my head as I thought it yeah. was <laughs> but there are nuggets out, and we've noticed that we well we thought we did maybe we don't know them as well as we thought we did <laughs> but taken out of context why not put them back into context hmm. and see what this whole psalm is saying yeah definitely um I guess we want to kind of preempt our chat by just um saying from the start as we say every season we are not experts here. We are two sisters opening up the Bible and longing for it to change our hearts. Um, but particularly in this occasion where it does feel like it's been quite a big thing to get into a psalm that we don't know very well and we haven't found a lot of teaching on it, we're hugely indebted to the late David Powlinson um, from CCF Counselling, Christian Counselling. He's written an excellent long article on that. Um, and also Christopher Ash, who's um, the other kind of Bible teacher who's written substantially on it and we're just so thankful for their wisdom and the steering that they've given us in order to help us open this up yes and that's our aim isn't it that as we walk through it together and helping people who are listening to get into it we have done a bit of reading we've done a bit of prep in the sense that we've kind of decided how we're going to approach it and we're hoping that as we've done that that our listeners are going to feel more confident to open up this psalm for themselves. And I think as ever, we've benefited hugely from talking to each other about it as well. So I think Absolutely. part of the demystifying of it is going to be just talking with other people about it and realizing that what the psalmist is saying is not actually as confounding as, as it first appeared. And also just like, I love this. We found this quote from Luther, didn't we? Just, I'm going to read it out because it's just so, so helpful for where we, what our stance is here. It says, I know that a person would be guilty of the most shameless boldness if he dared claim that he had understood even one book of the scriptures in all its parts. In fact, who would even dare to assert that anyone has completely understood one single psalm? Our life is one of beginning and of growth, not one of consummation. And it's just so helpful to have that perspective of, we're just beginning here. We're beginning a conversation and we're longing to grow in our understanding and we're going to get things right. We're going to get things wrong and we're just learning along the way. And we we'll, and we want you guys to kind of come along that journey with us. Yes. And our big prayer is that not just that we would understand the word more, but that the word itself would be driven into our hearts and be changing us and shaping us as a result. Mm. And especially, I think, as we're, we're in a psalm and going to be praying through the psalm as well, then actually that is the heart aspect of what's going on here. And that's, I think, one of the things to bear in mind as we're getting into this. The, the psalm is a song of the heart. And so the aim is to be moved by it. I think the psalms are in the Bible partially with that intention that as believers we would be moved in our relationship with God our emotions would be a part mm -hmm. of how we relate to God so it's not just about gaining knowledge but it's actually about this song of the heart our heart is, is supposed to be engaged and I think through reading a psalm that happens all the more so it, it's brilliant in that sense 
Yeah, no, I think you're right on that. I think it's really important to keep coming back to that, isn't it? Because I think the temptation is to think, oh, I don't really understand this bit. So I'm mm. just trying to understand it. And whilst that is right and true, I want to understand it. It's, it's a, I want to understand it so that I can pray it and so I can live it. It doesn't stop at the understanding part, does it? Yes. Um, and I think what's really struck um, me and Pallinson really picks up on this is the fact that the most repeated words in the psalm um, while we assume it's all about words and statutes and decrees and commands and teaching to do with God's word, actually, they're not the most repeated words in the psalm. The most repeated words are the eyes and yous and mys and yours. And it's the just the kind of wholly personal aspect mm-hmm. of this psalm that um, I think has just been really helpful to realise, wow, this is just like a heartfelt prayer between this psalmist, who we don't know who he is. Um, it doesn't say, and we can't really make any judgments on who we think it is or not. But this psalmist is praying heartfelt prayers and struggles, praying through struggles um, to his God and King. And we're seeing that we're a fly in the wall to his relationship with his Lord. And what a privilege to kind of step into that and try and understand, yeah, what, why is he praying the way he's praying, I guess. Yeah, and I think that that the I and the you, then that is so relational, isn't it? So as we're mm-hmm. in this, then we are understanding more of what it is to have a relationship with God. And what does it what does it sound like? What does it look like? What does it feel like to be in relationship with the Lord as the psalmist is? And I think as and as you said, often we assume that the most repeated word in this psalm is is the word and precepts and laws and all that thing. But actually, what's going on with all of this? They're, they are in almost every verse, but rather than thinking that it's just all about the word of God. Actually, if we just take a step back and think about the word of God and the statutes and the law, what is in that is covenant promise. And so the wallpaper of this psalm, like the, the backdrop to the psalm is the word. But as we then hear these various words for the words, if you see what mm-hmm. I mean, the laws and the statutes and the promises, what we have there is actually God having made promises to his people. He has said that I am your God and you will be my people. We see that Genesis 12 with Abraham and God's people trust in God's promise. And we, this side of the cross, that is ultimately fulfilled in Christ. So we are God's people through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. And as we claim that, so we can trust that same covenant promise that has been spoken about here. And I think then if you put that back into the psalm context, every time we read those words, the word, the statute, the law, the precepts, it's Mm -hmm. a reminder that it's God, first of all, who has made this covenant promise with his people. He has made the move towards us in grace and we respond to that grace. And the grace is actually in giving us his word, in giving us the law and these promises. And so as we're seeking with the psalmist to live it and love it and delight in it, we're actually seeking to live out the grace that God has given us. Does that make sense? That's quite a hard. Yeah, no, no, I think that's really helpful. And I think, I think hopefully we'll kind of start to unpack more of what it looks like to live in light of these covenant promises as we go through. Um, But it is a massive, as you say, it's the wallpaper. It's, it's the backdrop to everything that he praise is his dependence that he is saved according to God's promise Mm. according to God's love um which ultimately is fulfilled in Christ so 
he looks forward to Christ and trusts that God's promise will be fulfilled one day in the Messiah. We look back at Christ and go, wow, he's fulfilled that covenant promise. Um, and Christopher Ash is a helpful way of um, just kind of framing uh, reading the Psalms as Jesus is the only one who can ultimately pray these Psalms completely wholeheartedly. He's like the choir leader mm. in singing these Psalms. But because we're in Christ, because we are found in him, we, we get to be part of his choir. So we get to be able to sing these songs and pray these Psalms because we're part of that new covenant because of him. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm going around in circles in what I'm saying there, but. No, I think that's that is that's really clear in the in that we then and that's part of the challenge of the psalm of being in the psalms altogether is that there are various sort of facets to what it is to sing this with the psalmist. Mm. So so as you've just said, we sing it with Jesus as a part of the choir. So through being in Him, we are able to sing it, but also we can sit with the psalmist literally as the human believer. Yeah. And sing it with him as well and feel the angst and feel the agony of, you know, and we're going to see throughout the psalm, there's a fair amount of suffering and he's seeking comfort and he's asking when God, like, when are you going to, you know, sort things out? Well, and even just like the really simple thing, like the bookends of the psalms, so the first mm. few verses and the end verses, um, it's just so clear on his own sinfulness and his own kind of um, fallenness. He says, oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I wouldn't be put to shame when I consider your commands. That's at the beginning of the psalm. And right at the end, he says, oh, but I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Like he sees his heart like so clearly in this psalm. He knows that he cannot obey as he wants to and as he should. And that's the standing point that he needs God's promise. He needs God's covenant love. That's his, that's his hope. That's his salvation. And that's his starting point, seeing his own heart and seeing his need. And isn't that promise? Absolutely. Isn't that a reassuring thing? Because <laughs> so I think when you, <laughs> when you read this psalm, you think, I don't know, this guy sounds like he's really got it nailed. <laughs> and then like, and it's a bit disheartening, isn't it? And we've had some great listener questions about that. And we're going to look forward to answering a few people's questions um, throughout the season, but one particular one or just like that wholeheartedness and what that looks like. So we'll definitely get into that maybe next week. But um, yeah, I mean, I think just really, even just seeing that, for me, that that was really, really helpful just to go, oh, he, he <laughs> feels like I do. And that's just really, really encouraging because that means I can read this and know that the person who first prayed this has felt that wrestle and has felt that battle and that disappointment in myself that I just can't seem to live up to what I want to in, yeah. in what God's law says. And I think you see that as you go through the psalm. I'd really suggest that you give it a good a good read before you listen to our next episode. Try and read it a couple of times. It takes about 15 minutes, I think, to read it through. And you hear the psalmist asking God, pleading with God, firing off requests to him all the time. There's like a statement about who he is and his character. And then there's like, so God, please, according to your mercy, according to who you are, according to your word, which brilliantly, as we sit this side of the cross, we hear word and we know Jesus to be ultimately that, don't we? Mm -hmm. So according to who you are in Christ, who we know you to be, please, Lord, pour out your grace on me. Enable me to have this heart 
that longs for you. I just think that is just so (laughs) reassuring. And I think as I've been reading the psalm, it's encouraged me to come to God more with like honest pleading, I think. It's interesting. It's quite a good question to ask at this stage, Sarah. We're just at the very beginning stages, aren't we? But to what extent has reading and being in this psalm impacted our hearts so far? Yeah. Any any thoughts on, on that so far? Yeah, I think I've been quite struck with how much it's impacted my heart and we haven't really got stuck in yet. Um, I think just as I've been reading it, and I like I've cho- I've chosen to try and memorize the first couple of um, stanzas just to kind of just to try and embed some of it in, um, and I think just even doing that has been super helpful because I've begun praying the way that he's praying, and that that can only be a good thing, can't it? In terms of if this is God's, if the Psalms are given to us, and like they're God's words given us so that we can pray them back to God as I start, as I read it more and more, and I'm starting to see my prayers shaped by it, that's, I think that's good. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that maybe that is the, like, the diagnostic of the heart is as we hear our prayers. And do we hear our prayers? You know, as we, we Mm. see the way we're praying, maybe that shows us a bit more of where our hearts are. I I would agree the same thing. I haven't gone as far as memorizing them. Very, very good effort on, on doing that. But I've been trying to pray in We've got yeah. the Hebrew alphabet that's kind of been the structure for it. but And, and so we've got these five verses. Which, let's be honest, means nothing. As in, like, <laughs> it might well have meant something to him, but has it meant anything to you reading the psalm with the Hebrew alphabet? Well, in my extensive Hebrew knowledge, which is none. <laughs> yeah, like, no. I mean, that's like one of the well-known facts about it, isn't it? That it's like an acrostic poem yeah and yet like it bears no relation to my understanding of the psalm so I'm like "Eh, (laughs) which which may it may show our lacking in that maybe we're missing something because we're definitely missing something (laughs) i.e the Hebrew language (laughs) (laughs) so as far as we're going to get without Hebrew and without really understanding that aspect what we can say for sure is that our hearts and our prayer life and our I think I am hungering for the word and therefore hungering for God more as a result of spending time in this psalm. And it makes me so excited about the next Mm. few weeks of digging in together. And also I'm totally daunted though. Like this is hard, but I'm also really excited because I want to open up. I want to, I want to get to know this psalm better and I want to be able to live it. Yeah. We want to be able to live it, don't we? We want to be able to pray it and we want to be able to share it with others. And so we just yeah as we do every season we say get a friend get a group of women together whatever it is like uh, I'm going to be doing this with our uh, Bible study group at church and I'm really excited for that because it's kind of just again getting the conversation flowing about a psalm that helps us to pray and it helps us to live out God's grace and for that great um so why not have a think now is there anyone you could invite to read this psalm with you over the next few weeks um time's gone Felicity we need to <laughs> we need to go and um yeah so can you pray for us? Yeah, absolutely. Heavenly Father, we praise you so much for giving us the gift of the Psalms. Thank you for Psalm 119. Thank you for the honesty of the which the way in which the psalmist speaks to you. And we pray that as we're in this psalm over these next few weeks, would you help us to uh, long for you like he does and to come to you like he does. Please, would you do a deep work in our heart through your word by your grace? Amen. Amen. Well, a joy to be back. I'm just delighted that we're doing season five together. Um, 
If you haven't already, sign up to our newsletter. There's a link in our show notes. Um, and there we just aim to share a few more kind of, well, for this season, some related things. It's got catch up um, episodes. It's got um, questions to dig into every cup of tea. Um, and it's just, a, that's where we plough in our time um, outside of these recording, um, recording the actual episodes really. So um, do sign up for that. And um, we look forward to seeing you as we get stuck into the first couple of stanzas next time. Absolutely. See you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. It's sponsored by 10ofthose.com. Check them out for great discounted resources that point to Jesus.